Okay, we put our hand on our heart. Take a deep breath of love and gratitude. So grateful for this community call. So grateful for our Masterful Living community and teacher. So grateful that we're one with the one. And we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to bless this call and guide us as to what to share, what to express, what to pray. And we offer up any judgments, any resistance. We declare we're willing to experience healing and expansion. We're willing to know the truth that sets us free. And we're willing to experience the spiritual qualities that are our true nature. And we share these benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, it's done. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. There's Rich. Hello. Hello. <laughs> There's a little bit of background noise, so <clears throat> if I don't know who it is, it's gone now. <laughs> and so, if, you know, if anybody chooses to to mute when they're not talking. Uh, thank you. Yeah, there it is. I don't know who it is. Let's mute me out. Maybe it's me. I think it was you, Carla, because it stopped. <laughs> well, Lawrence, I don't mean to put you on the spot, <laughs> but I know this was the one-year anniversary of Rick's death was Monday, so how are you doing with that? You're muted. Let's see. Um, well, it's been, uh, last few days have been really intense, uh, I, I think, well, I, kn I know what, what has happened is that, uh, I, I, I became very, I, I was seduced by the uh, by the sadness of the, uh, the ceremony for the scattering of the ashes, and uh, I, I just I I just got really fell into this sort of trance of. Uh, energizing the, the thoughts that the thoughts that made me sad and it just kept building and building and 
I, I got into a, just a totally mel a place of, of melancholy that I was uh, just wallowing in. Just, I was immersed in it, and there there was a. I was I was seduced by the beauty of it because we went to a very beautiful place, and it brought up. It was it was the place that we most was our favorite beach and uh, just brought up all the sadness and, and, and memories and uh, I got caught up in it. And then the next day, I mean, the, the first day, the day of it, I, I actually felt that I had and a lot of releasing that I, I felt kind of unburdened first day, but this the second day I just woke up in, in a state of anxiety and and fear and all I could think of were all my the fear got in and, and took over and I got panicky about about my life and my future and I, I couldn't stay in the. I was very challenged to stay in the in the present moment. And I was caught between the sad memories of the past and the fearful anxiety about the future, and uh, that went on for a couple of days. But with, with but I remembered. I, I did remember. There was always all through it. There was the awareness that 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 this wasn't the real this wasn't reality that this was this was my ego egoic construct and uh, the real is that the knowledge that I that I had pulled all the stuff off, off the altar, and I was just I was trying to I was trying to I was trying to go it alone, and uh, I, I forgot to to call in the help that, that was there. But uh, as I said, I never. I never completely forgot it, and I kept having moments of of, of remembering it, remembering that that everything was really as it should be, and uh, all happening for the good. And I don't know what anything is for. That the connection remains untouched and uh, the love is still there. And today I feel, I feel much, much more, I feel in balance again, not completely, but close to it. And I know it will come, I know it will, it will be uncovered. And it's, it's all right. And I'm very grateful.
grateful for the support and love that I feel from all of you. From the angels and from the ascended masters and archangels. Company of heaven. All this. Do you still have your house guest? Yeah, she's not here right now, but she's, she's coming back today. It's, it's been a little challenging with her too because she's very, uh, she's been, she's really very helpful, but she's, she pushes me a little more than I'm comfortable with to, to get the things going that I've been putting off for a long time. But it really does need to be, I, do, I need a push, so it, it's good. Yeah, because that procrastinator will sabotage your goals. Yeah, yeah. It's it's moving. It's moving forward as it should. That's making me jump up and down with glee, Lawrence. <laughs> I know it's challenging, but I'm so happy that you're getting forward movement in that. I know that um, it's been a big weight on your shoulders for a long time and uh, continuing to hold you in love and prayers. Sweet brother, love you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you Well, if nobody else is sharing also I can relate to that um, that kind of flip-flopping back and forth to going into the past and the future and um, right now with what's going on with my mom because um, there's a part of me that wants to just step back and let everything happen exactly as it should unfold there's another part of me that is super worried about the future and thinking I know what should happen and what is right. Um, there's another part of me that, that is telling me that the reason that I am feeling that my mother should be placed in a nursing home is because it will be more convenient for me and that makes me feel guilty but when I go into my loving heart I know that that's not really the reason why I'm thinking that's what's best for her I'm really because I know it's really it's not going to be any easier because I'm going to want to visit her often and so she doesn't feel abandoned and left alone. 
and you know now she's just right down the street from me i could pop into her house anytime i want to so it, it's going to be actually harder for me right now linda what what i'm hearing maybe is are you feeling guilty of putting your mom in a nursing home I think that was her phone ringing. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, so I just I just muted it so that you all didn't have to listen to my phone ringing. Yeah. So um, anyway, so I can relate to that um, feelings of going into the past with melancholy and regret and whatever else the ego wants to bring into my mind and then going into the future with fear and trepidation and judgment and feelings of shame and blame and but I am uh, remembering to partner up most of the time and um, staying connected with my community through Facebook and texting and phone calls and um, doing my work in the mastery journals and so yeah doing the best I can grateful for all of your support um, I know that's what's getting our family through this right now. So thank you. Thanks for sharing, Linda. I, I can tell this is really difficult time for you and I definitely will hold you in my prayers. Thanks, Lana. Yeah, my, my sister and I are a little bit at odds because um, she really wants to see my mom stay in her own home. And I'm really feeling that she would be safer in a facility. We're not like coming to blows or anything, but, you know, we both have our reasons for why we think it should be one way or the other. And I'm just all of that thinking I know how anything should be and you know and that I'm right <laughs> you know and that um, the other way with my mom staying at home is going to mean a much it's going to mean a lot more commitment from my sister who lives an hour and a half away um, and I, I guess my concerns are with her too um, because she has uh, in the past had um, to deal with anxiety and panic attacks and self-medicating with alcohol. And I, so there's the fears there too, that she might go back to those things that I really don't wish for her to, to do. Um, so I'm, I'm releasing those prayers to the devil about worry. <laughs> And um, 
you know, trying to um, strengthen my trust and faith in this uh, situation. Thank you. This is Karen. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, I want to just share. Robin asked me, I think she's probably not on the call. I can't see the photos, but um, she had a commitment today and she wanted to have you all know that she might not be on the call. Uh, <clears throat> oh. Thank you, because she, she texted me too. I forgot about I forgot to mention it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I've been having a really uh, <clears throat> expansive week, actually. And you know what's what's coming up for me is it <clears throat> um feeling guilty about sharing it. <laughs> But I, what came to me is it, I mean, I just, it seemed like, it was really minor, it seemed like minor, but every, there's no minor and major, it's all the same, right? That yesterday I had a really interesting time where, you know, it was really, I was interested in healing and I thought I was going to get sick and I was sneezing and everything and then it just, uh, I was willing to allow it to be, oop. That phone's ringing. Ugh, never happens. And uh, anyhow, um, and so I'm realizing <clears throat> I don't want to speak on it, but I'm realizing it is much easier. It seems easier when you're just working with yourself, and it's it's challenging when you have to deal with other people. I I really understand that. <laughs> I guess I'm very fortunate or unfortunate. I don't know. I don't have that challenge. Um, but um, but I, I just, I know that whatever happens, Linda, that um, you are really strong and really, and it's going to be so healing for you. Thanks, Carla. I don't know if that's what I was going to say. Got a little distracted, but. Yeah, thank you. I guess both of our phones ringing means that the uh, spirit's just <laughs> letting us. He's there, right? <laughs> uh, um, you know, I wanted to ask what everybody has anybody listened to the class about the ascension ceremony what everybody thought about that <clears throat> what do you mean listen to the class the, 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 the class it, yeah last two weeks okay. i think she's talked about it yeah yeah Was it actually on your request, maybe, that Jennifer is talking about her? 
Well, here's the thing. I, I, when I went to Linda's, right, and we did one together, and it felt very powerful. And so I wanted to do them on figure out some way to do them with people like online if possible I've been trying locally and it hasn't been working and so I I told Jennifer because I, I, something else has come up that I had <clears throat> had something with and, and then I told her that was what I was interested in so she said she kind of she just supported me like is teaching about it and um <clears throat> i just was into i was just wondering what, how anybody's reaction to that was and i mean it's taken me i think i asked her to do it it was back in when was was that last year <laughs> yeah i think it was last year um it's been over a year i've really got before i've really embraced it <laughs> maybe two um I felt it was really important for me, but um, I've been. It, I, I was. I hear in my mind. I'm. I've been slow going about it, but actually, it takes as long as it takes to be to do anything, right? It just takes our willingness. I think, uh, Rich, you're or Karen, <clears throat> you uh, can speak on that willingness. You were spoke about it several times, but. Um, I don't know. I just was curious because I'm wondering if I thought if anybody was interested in it because I think she might be planning on. I thought she said something like she's planning on doing one or something with this. Yeah, she sort of hinted at that, uh, that, that we should kind of, that we should familiarize ourselves with the, the ceremony. I've been doing them, um, I've been doing them with YouTube. There, there are several ascension ceremonies on, on YouTube that, uh, are very, they're based on they're based on the on the, the Seven Sacred Flames book, I think. One of them is anyway. They're just uh, one of them is twenty minutes. I th they're like around twenty minutes long. Just and how long? How long have you been doing that, Lawrence? Well, I was doing them. Um, started doing them probably a year ago, um, not really regularly, since Jennifer has, a, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, that Jennifer said we should do them every night, do it every night. So I've been trying to, to uh, do it every night, but the last, the last week or so I have it because I've just been caught up in other things I've just gotten I, I've my practice has been interrupted but um, yeah I was doing them every night 
And my feeling is that a lot of the work is done in, in our dream time. I can almost remember the, the dreams. So. Mm. You know, I know she said she does them every every night. I think that she made that commitment to do that every night at some point. That's what I heard. And um, I, I don't do them every night. But um, I don't. I don't see really how you, how you can do it by yourself uh, by the book. But um, and, and with the elixir and all. But this is why I I, I just do it with you too. There's a travel. It's a uh, journey to the to the ascension, the ascension temple at Telos, and it just takes you to Telos with a guide, and uh, introduces you to the. Uh, The atomic accelerate, the atomic accelerator, and takes you through it step by step. And it, it, I can feel, I can feel a difference, for whatever reason. I feel right. that my, uh, I feel that my frequency is being speeded up. Thank you. Lawrence, do you do it with a crystal? Do you have a crystal? I have crystals uh, that I have placed around me. I haven't, uh, see, I did use, I used to do that. I, I've let that slip. I used to hold, I used to hold a crystal in each hand. The, the crystals just just magnify, just magnify the vibration. I don't think it's necessary. Well, I've been asking people locally. Nobody's and interested yet, but I, I kind of changed it from an ascension ceremony, I don't know, in my mind, I haven't actually said it, it's like, it's an intention ceremony, you know, that's what came to me, that that's basically what we're doing, we're committing to our intentions, our attention to whatever our heart speaks at the time, you know, <clears throat> Who was going away under who was? But um, that's that's how I see it. It's just stating your intentions and asking for support and guidance. Yeah, probably a lot more to it. But 
that's and it feels powerful to speak for one thing to speak it out loud and to do it in a ceremony sort of way and plus you're <clears throat> asking for the invisible realm not that they're not here <laughs> anyhow some I don't know who's around but you know to really invite because you have to ask angels for help. Do you, do you, is I don't know. This just came to my mind. Is it like to invite the invisible realm? I don't know if you have to, because I think they're already around anyhow. Some of them, but uh, you know, yeah, specifically. You have to. You have to invite them. They, they can't. They, they can't come in without your invitation. Well, that's that's why I think it's so important about it is to invite them. Yeah, it is. That's very important. <clears throat> I've had an interesting phenomenon phenomena occurring, which is that uh, my doorbell has been ringing from time to time, usually usually in the middle of the night. There's not anyone visible there. <laughs> so I've opened the door and invited in only the good, only the good spirits, whoever is, whoever is there. I like that. <clears throat> do you actually get up in the middle of the night and do that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have, I'll share something that's similar. Um, I've been getting a sense that um, I should take magnesium. And so I ordered some and then um, I was at, I went to Winco and was sitting in my car a minute. I parked and was sitting and looking at my phone and hadn't touched anything. And my radio turned on. I just turned on, and um, and right it was right in the middle of this show uh, where they were selling this magnesium, and and it has um, I don't remember what they're called. It's not called attachments, accelerators or something. Where they 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 have these things in them. This thing this thing in the in the magnesium it, that attaches to. I, this is my words, attaches to um, calcium and vitamin D and other stuff because magnesium needs those, they need. They all need to be together or somehow they all work together. I don't understand it all to do this. And so I ordered it. But it was just interesting that I was just sitting in, at Winco in the parking lot playing on my phone and then my radio just turned on. And I'm like, 
I think you're right. I'm hearing with the same with you is that to welcome in that idea, you know, whatever there, because that had come to me that magnesium would help. And I'm like, I actually did order some, but I don't know. Maybe this, maybe they, maybe I didn't get order the right stuff. I don't know if it's right and wrong, but they they were just helping me order this better stuff or whatever, more helpful stuff. And so I ordered it. And um, I feel the difference in my body. They see, he says that 80% of America has magnesium deficiency because they don't, they don't test for that when the doctors test for it. They don't test for magnesium. But there was a lot of people on the show that talked about it actually helping their pets too. These and there's one story about a horse, you know, it changed the personality of the horse to be a more peaceful. It was just interesting. So, what reminded me, I guess, is um, that you're in the middle of the night for no reason, you doorbell rings or whatever, mostly in the middle of the night. But it's just is, and what I what I get from it is so many things in our life I see them all the time more more and more frequently now the things are happening and I'm just I'm feeling into it I feel into it. it's very important to feel into it and and I oftentimes I say yes and the more I say yes I feel like I think more things are happening and I really I don't know, it just came to me in the last class or something that really had to do with the Ascension Ceremony because um, I knew like two years ago that it would be helpful and um, I didn't do it right away. I did, I think, one and I didn't do another one for six months. But then I did, I've done like four or five since then. And Linda and I did one together. That felt really powerful to get it two or more. And um, I don't know, I just feel like it's helpful. So um, I just wondered if anybody else had any other feelings, too, about, you know, resistance is fine, too. Resistance isn't a bad thing. It's just an indication of something. I felt it was really powerful doing it with you, too, Carla, and I'm... Um, I'm excited to see what comes forth from us doing it all together as a class. So um, I know that when I reach out to this community for prayers, the powerful, amazing things seem to happen. And so I feel that excitement because I, I know that we're uh, appearing to be a group of people that have similar intentions in our lives, and I feel that um, it would be super powerful doing it together as a group. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think that would be very helpful to all of us.
Yeah, and just to tag along what you said, the prayers of the community when we ask for prayers, they're so helpful. I mean, I think I spoke on an MLC3 class yesterday without some of the people, I don't know if you guys all listen to that, but <clears throat> that yesterday was an amazing experience. I won't go on too much about it, but I really feel that they were, that, that I woke up. I've been having my nose stuffed up for a couple of days. And I woke up and I was blowing my nose. My eyes were watering. And it seemed like, you know, it's pretty much seemed like a cold, right? But I knew that it was something was coming up for healing. I didn't know what it was. And I just, so that two things that seemed really important to me is one, I just embraced the healing and no matter how it appeared. And I asked for prayers, a, a ton of, for everybody and like everybody's number. I, I, don't, I think I asked you, Lynn, I asked for most people that I have the phone number, but not everybody. But, um, and I, I got to tell you, um, I took an Epsom salt, but I don't know what, all I know is an hour and a half later, it was gone. It was totally gone. I was like blowing my nose. I, and my, you know, when your eyes start to get that sick feeling, you know, and it's just, um, it, when I used to my eyes, usually I feel like it's here, but I'm like, I just embrace the healing and, and I really feel that the prayers from a lot, all the people were very important too. So, um, so I encourage everybody and I, I, um, if anybody doesn't have my phone number and actually Lydia, you know, I know with you, do you have WhatsApp? No, I don't. Do you have a smartphone? Kind of. <laughs> I only use it for phone and SMS, uh, like texting. Okay, well, if you're interested, WhatsApp is, I think it does phone too, but no, it's like an app that you can connect to more people um, in other countries and stuff like that. Because I know, uh, Phil, we do, Linda, do you do Phil with WhatsApp, Linda? Yeah, Phil and I have WhatsApp. Um, Lori also has WhatsApp, and that's how we keep in touch with Phil. Yeah, you can use WhatsApp all over the world, really. Yeah, she's she's in a she lives now in a, on an island just off the coast of South Africa. <laughs> so tiny that like the name doesn't fit <laughs> on the map. So yeah, it's a great application. So I'm just was saying, I think, you know, asking for prayers and for even the invisible, that um, visible, whatever, is really helpful, very extremely helpful. And that's kind of what you're asking for when you do this ascension ceremony. It's not really, but you're asking for the support and 
and your intention too that's part of it has anybody gotten the book yes i got it mm -hmm. i got it it's in my wish list on Amazon. I was waiting to, I knew I forgot something. I didn't actually make the order because I had, I was going to ask my son about something and then it slipped my mind. Oh, and I was, I found some crystals on Amazon. I don't know if that's a good way to buy a crystal or not, but I have no crystals. So. Oh, you, you bought them already? No, not yet. I have something for you. Would you be interested? Yeah. You can have it. I'll send this I'll send it to you. They've been sitting in a box. They need to be used. They need yeah. to be loved. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Good. <laughs> Look how, look how, look how it was meant to be. They've been sitting here for like two weeks waiting for me to do something. And now this is the moment. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Carla. I, um, Let's say I actually would not do it on my own, the uh, Ascension Ceremony. I read it in the book, but I was not interested, I think, to do that. Because when I read the book, it seems to be like for people who do want to ascend in a physical form. <laughs> I ask it and Jennifer says, no, no, no. But it still feels for me that that's the goal, you know. But I I'll see what it brings us in class. But something else I really like from the book is the meditations. And a few, I think two months ago or so, I asked Jennifer and Klaus, or I said that I had like a very bad dreams, like nightmares, again, like very crazy, crazy dreams, you know, I could not make, they had no meaning for me, so, um, and then, so Jennifer suggested some things, and then I thought, um, I want to do the meditations from the Liquid Flames book, and I found them on YouTube, so that's very <laughs> easy to do and I have been listening to them like the, you know the, like each day has its own flame so I'm listening to the meditation of that day like in the evening and in the morning and I must say it has made such a difference like immediately after a few days I didn't have those dreams anymore and they didn't come back so I'm very happy with uh, <laughs> that I that that I'm still doing it so uh, it has made such a difference I don't know why but uh, I still dream but not those crazy bad dreams so yeah I'm very happy with it
great. That's that's great. Everybody does what's what they're you know connects with them, resonates with them, and it sounds like I really love it. You're feeling into it. That's I have a prayer or a poem about that about feeling into our, our everything, and so I'm really glad that you said that even acknowledged your resistance and I felt there's no judgment in it. That's just, it is, right? And uh, thank you. I really appreciate that. It's been a while, but I used to to judge it and uh, I still do probably. My my is unstable. I think it might be me. Hi, this is Karen again. Um, regarding the ascension uh, ritual, uh, I I admit I I've had some initial resistance, and uh, so it gave me an opportunity to practice curiosity and ask what is involved in that, and the judgments that came up, and so on. And where I am today is, um, you know, I'm still curious if I'm here. Rich and I have decided to go on Camino again. If I'm here, uh, I will be in on it. And if I'm not, I won't. I think that um, what I was aware of is that um, I, when Jennifer first started talking about it and uh, so on, I was just getting used to calling myself a teacher of God and a light worker. And I was like, oh, my God, ascension sounds really sophisticated <laughs> and beyond my Experience, I'm just working on being a teacher of God and a light worker and really ramping up my day-to-day practice. And so um, it felt like way out of reach. And then I realized that was just an egoic thought. And, you know, rituals are fun. We've done full moon rituals and I've done, I mean, make everything a ritual. Make my, when you, Rich makes our dinners and he does a beautiful job and he pours love into them. So I, I love the idea of making everything a ritual, pouring love and light into everything. And I believe that when I do that, I live a miraculous day and that it's not parceled out with my morning meditation or my yoga practice or any of those things, that it's a, a decision I make each day, moment by moment to partner with my higher Holy Spirit self. So that feels really congruent to me. And if the time comes and, and we're doing that, I will ask guidance and I will use guidance to make the decision the way I'm using it to decide where to go right now, what to do, what to say, and boom. And that has been so uh, powerful for me. The other morning, 
there are two things I'd like to share. One, the other morning I awoke and I think there had been all this talk about nuclear war and then there was this atomic chair in the, in the uh, ascension ritual. And I, so I woke up and I had a nuclear war going on in my head and I definitely identified it as the still quiet voice and the ego shrieking and screaming and bombing and, and destroying and all that. And um, so I, you know, it was really intense. And fortunately, my dog, um, who is my Holy Spirit dog, <laughs> um, started throwing up carpet. And that snapped me out of it really fast. And I started to clean that up instead. And it, then I went right to the carpet and looked at one of my readings. And it was saying that day, pour all of your energy into trusting me this day. And as soon as I said that, the ego relaxed back and self stood front and center. And I thought, I have nothing to worry about. I'm nothing to worry about. I am pouring all of my trust into guidance and being still and waiting for the miracle. And that has been lifting me literally ever since and uh, continues in this moment. And the second thing that I want to share was another very powerful learning for me, and I've already shared it uh, with a couple people, but I'm going to share it again here because it continues to be very meaningful for me. One of the characteristics of God is truthfulness. And last when I was with my family in New York, I went there by myself, and I was taking care of my grandkids. And my nine-year-old grandson, Ryan, uh, was sitting, he had he missed four of my calls to lunch, so I went to find out what he was doing. And he was on the iPad, and he wasn't supposed to be on the iPad, and he wasn't supposed to know the code for the iPad. And I said, Ryan, I've been calling you. And he said, I've been reading a book. And he got right in my face and said that. And I looked at him, and I said, but you're not reading a book. You're on the iPad. And he got really angry, and he stormed away. So I thought, to myself, okay, this is today's practice, at least this, this moment's practice. So I went with that and I said, Holy Spirit, what would you have me do? How would you have me respond? This is a really important opportunity. And what came to me was Jennifer's blog a few weeks ago where she talked about Gandhi and his son or grandson and how the young man went into town with Gandhi and was supposed to run errands and take the car into the garage. Maybe some of you remember it. And at the end of the day, he was supposed to pick Gandhi up at five and didn't come on time. And when he got there at six o'clock, he lied and said that he'd been held up at the garage. And Gandhi had already called the garage and knew the truth. And I and that was so powerful to me because what Gandhi said was in the principles of nonviolence, we never choose guilt or shame. We always look within for the lesson. So he looked within, and it was his guidance to say to his son, grandson, um, that he had made a mistake and that he was sorry and that somewhere he had modeled lying to his child's adult child and that he needed time to just reflect on that. So he said he would walk home. So he walked home the 15 miles while the grandson, I wish I could remember which, anyway, drove the car back behind him and spent the next five hours following him back. And his takeaway was he never wanted to lie again. So I thought of that story. And then later in the day, 
Ryan, I was playing, I was doing a puzzle. I was looking for an activity that would draw him in. And Ryan and I have had a history of talking about the three R's. And the three R's are to take responsibility for our mistakes, to express remorse, and then to repair it. And in the course of our playing the crossword puzzle, Ryan and I talked, and then eventually he's like, well, okay, I want to go and play with my friend. And I said, no. And he said, and he looked at me, and he got really cloudy again. And I said, well, we're going to have a conversation first. And I said, but we'll do that whenever you're ready. And he said, you know, something like, okay, all right. He said, I said, well, okay, so there's this thing about lying. And he said, I know. And he felt so sad. He said, I feel guilty and, and, and ashamed of myself all day, and I just feel miserable about it. I said, yeah, those are really yucky feelings. And he said, I, and he said but the problem is I just don't know how to repair it. <laughs> and I thought to myself, that's such a good question. So I, I started out with him by saying, look, first of all, I want to apologize to you. And you should have seen his reaction as soon as I said that. I want to apologize to you because I have not done something. I have done something that has in some way modeled for you that lying is acceptable. And he said, well, I just don't want you to be mad. And I said, I understand. And I'm sorry for any time I've been mad at you when you have done something. And I said, and the second thing is, I really want you to know that I not only am I responsible for somehow conveying that to you, and I am sorry, and I'll help you because I'd like to repair it too. And what came to me was that the repair is in committing, being mindful of all temptations to lie, even at the level of thought where I might say with my words to someone, everything's fine, but at the level of thought, there is a judgment. And so I became aware of my own lying to myself. And so he and I talked about that. And I said, well, here's the repair. Next time you're tempted to lie, you'll choose to tell the truth instead. And that's it. And we just, we, we were both elated and that was it. And then we finished the puzzle and we had fun and the rest of our visit was great. And when his father went to him later and said, Moomba, my next, Mumba tells me this story. They did this privately. They didn't do it with me around. And his father had doubted my word. And he went to Ryan, and Ryan told him the story exactly as I had. Then it became, Ryan came back. I mean, he was completely relieved. And I thought, how wonderful when we as teachers of God get to heal ourselves and heal things in the illusion when I am willing to take responsibility for everything I create in the illusion. So I created that experience for my good and I allowed myself to take in the learning and it just continues now as I am slowing down at the level of thought and asking, am I responding truthfully or am I lying? Am I lying to myself? And how can I practice that characteristic of a teacher of God by being truthful in my thoughts and in my words and in my actions. And that's my story. That's it. Thank you, Karen. That is beautiful. That is very beautiful. 
Wow. I don't think how I can express you how grateful I am for you sharing that, Karen. That I don't think I know the full scope of the helpfulness of it yet. But um, it's been I think it'll be really helpful the more I contemplate about dealing with or, or interacting. I guess not dealing with interacting with my housemate. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for allowing me the space to share. I think that the power of our group is beautifully described in the introduction to the manual for the teachers, where it talked about relationships. And I was reading that this morning, and there are three relationships, and it reminds me of people come into your life for a, a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And a reason might be, you know, somebody that you bump into and you smile and you make eye contact. And in that moment, you know eternity. And people come to your life reasons are, are you all and many other people, but who are coming into my life to uh, magnify my spiritual journey and to give the miracles that you receive in your stories and share our intentions and our mistakes and our do-overs. And uh, it, it's beautiful if any of you feel guided to read that, the second one. And then there are the people that come into your life for a lifetime. And, uh, wow, we all know who those people are and what a savior they are in our life to show us the limits of our, our willingness to be unconditionally loving. So wait a minute, there are three, three step relationships, one for a, like a moment, one for a period of time, one for a lifetime. Is that what you said? Yes, those are the first three paragraphs. The, the people who come in just in a brief encounter and then the people who come in for a little bit longer time to teach us some specific lesson. And I can think of dozens, if not hundreds of people who have intersected in my human journey to redirect me in one way or another, and then those that come in for a lifetime. And uh, it's it's just beautiful. And I just am so attracted to um, really studying and, and in embracing the characteristics of a teacher of God. Yeah, I think we're going over it in MLC3 right now. Hmm. So, but anyway, it must have to, it must be important to read that because it's, it's whenever I see it repeating, yeah, it's helpful. So it's thank you for that for that share. Thank, yeah, thank you so much. So it's like five after ten. So if anybody has any burning desire or intention or prayer requests, they want to share.
Well, yes, I have something. So, um, you talked about truthful. I think Jennifer. I think it, that might be the honesty, Karen, in the manual for teachers, and. Jennifer talked about is consistency, and that's my prayer. <clears throat> I was doing the violet flame really intensely for like a week or two, multiple times a day, many times a day. And I'm still doing it multiple times a day, but not the many. And so I'm so interested in being more, being allowing myself the consistency in my awareness. So that's my intent. Um, does anybody interested in praying out? Um, I would like to read a prayer. Okay, thank from you. From the seven sacred flames. Offering of the broken heart. Oh, that's good. Beloved presence of God, I am, with surrender and humility, I come to the altar of mercy to offer my broken heart. Stay. I offer my sorrows, my tears, my fears, my worries, my pains, my grief, my loneliness, the altar of love, knowing that it is only through the drenching of the heart into the fires of pure divine love that all human attributes of the broken heart can be miraculously healed and transformed. As I offer my broken heart in total surrender and acceptance, I know that my heart will be softened I also know that my pains and sorrows are a learning tool, the cleansing catalyst that will help me perfect the divine gift of love that will open wide the realms of light on my soul. As I allow myself to feel the pain with surrender, I also allow myself to release it, to be transformed into the most wondrous gift beauty in all its celestial perfection, health in all its full magnificence, wisdom in its unlimited glory, are the gifts bestowed upon those who possess this great love. The love of God, the love beyond all gifts, I now pray with all the energy of my heart that I might be possessed by this Christ-like love. 
I let this great love sing as a melody of praise, gratitude, and thanksgiving from my heart each moment that I live. And so it is, beloved I am. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Lawrence. May, may I ask for prayers for, for myself, for take, taking be, maybe better care of myself and uh, for healing of my eyes? Thank you. Sure will. Gotta run, everybody. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Take care. See everybody next week.